Welcome to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. I'm Hashim Ahalbara. More than two dozen aid workers are facing trial on the Greek island of Lesbos, accused of helping migrants reach Greece. Among them is a Syrian refugee, Sarah Mardini, who was granted asylum in Germany and is a sister of Olympic swimmer Yusra Mardini. Some could face up to 25 years in prison. They say they were only helping other fellow humans. Let's bring in our guest, Elasbos Yorgos Kosmopoulos, senior campaigner on migration at Amnesty International in Cambridge, Mariana Karakolaki, journalist and researcher focusing on refugees and far-right movements in Greece. In Brussels, Peter Klepp is editor of Brussels Report EU. Welcome to the program. Yorgos, you joined many other international human rights organizations describing the prosecution as absurd and farcical. Is it because of the very nature of the charges or because the proceeding itself is flawed? Hi, hi everyone. Um, I, just, I just came out of the court and I think it's both. But what is more important is farcical because of the things that they are accused of doing. Uh, basically, what the Greek government is doing, the Greek authorities is doing, is taking people who are doing good work, necessary work, helping the authorities, helping the Coast Guard, and drag them through courts. I saw it time and again, and I saw some today, and of course, the Sarah couldn't join, um, being criminalized for doing a good thing, and that should not stand. This trial I've witnessed today should have never, ever have happened. Mariana, so what happened in between? These were aid workers operating in Lesbos, helping refugees. Now the government is saying, wait a second, there's something that has to be addressed. These people were involved in many, many charges. Uh, so basically the, the global human trafficking is quite soft uh, because it can also differentiate between solidarity and actual human trafficking. I think in this case we have a a case of criminalization of solidarity uh, that is widespread in the European Union. Why they're targeted in this way, I cannot say. I think that is used as an example because in the past we have had several uh, similar examples, but they were not targeted in some way. Peter, many say this is a politically motivated trial. To what extent? Are the, is the Greek government taking advantage of the divide within the European Union about migration to move forward with this aggressive stance? Uh, well, of course, um, it's a complex issue. Um, I saw some of the charges include uh, fake license plates, and then there's indeed very serious uh, charges as well, like uh, human smuggling and uh, espionage. Um, it's hard to, of course, as an outsider, to, to claim uh, if these charges are justified or not. But to the extent that um, criminalizing aid workers uh, is meant to sort of uh, um, stop some of the, the problems and the mis, uh, you know, the, the, the mis, uh, prob- mis situations over there, I, I don't think it's the right uh, strategy to follow. Mm. I mean, uh, the thing is that um, you you have a thin line between human smuggling and uh, putting your boat somewhere, knowing that human smugglers would, uh, you know, abuse it. So um, I think it would be much more um, much more sensible for the Greek government to say, mm. look, we know that you're willing to help, 
but um, you have to restrict your activities to uh, these uh, areas because otherwise criminals will take advantage of your of your good intentions. Um, mm -hmm. That does not the y strategy. Jorgos, you've been at the trial. The, 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 the general prosecutor must have his own justifications about the prosecution. Now, the case of Sara Mardini, the Syrian refugee and her sister, who dragged a boat to safety, celebrated by the international community as heroes, now are seen by the Greek authorities as criminals who might, particularly Sara, who might spend many years behind bars. I think no one should be convinced that Sara Martini is a criminal because it's simply not. Sara Martini was someone who, who gave her private time, a lot of her personal time and, and a commitment to come here to Lesbos, where I stand, to help people, to help people in need. She was actually filling a gap together with Sean and other rescuers when many, very often the, the, the Coast Guard vessels or, or, or other vessels were actually calling upon them to help them with CPR training, with getting people out of, uh, of uh, the water. Sarah Madini and the rest of the people should be celebrated. And let's not us forget that Sarah, along with Song, for example, they spent three months in prison because the authorities, the Greek authorities, thought they are at risk of flight. Now, I just came out of the courtroom and I was there, but Sarah could not be there because the Greek authorities won't let her travel to Greece to participate in her own trial. She wants to come here. She wants to show her face because she's done nothing wrong. I would say not only she's not nothing, done nothing wrong, she's done a lot of good and she should be celebrated. And I think what I've seen today is the opposite of that. It's basically part of a wider trend across Europe mm -hmm. to criminalize helpers, to criminalize aid workers. And at the end of the day, it has a very chilling effect, not only in Lesbos, but elsewhere. Everyone who's trying to help, everyone who's trying to act in solidarity will have, might have to think twice in doing so. And this is not only a moral, but it's also a legal responsibility okay. we have, according to European law. Mariana, could this trial be an indication that the Conservative government in Greece, led by Kyriakos Mitsotakis, is adamant about the need not to repeat what happened in 2015 and 2016? It's an example of uh, the authoritarian nature of uh, the government of Kyriakos Mitsotakis. And we have seen that uh, everyone that is uh, acting against uh, the government's wills is criminalized. Uh, even though um, the, the people who were arrested in 2018 were arrested uh, before Kyriakos Mitsotakis, uh, he, ha he seems to have uh, exacerbated the power that he uh, that the government has over the legal system. And this is quite problematic, to be honest. Every single person that does not agree with Kyriakos Mitsotakis is, is uh, chased and targeted by an online um, herd of, of trolls. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the end, they're being chased out of, outside of the current country, like, uh, what ha like uh, the example of the Dutch journalist that asked Kyriakos Mitsotakis about pushbacks. Peter, are we likely to see European countries step in in this particular case and say it's about time to give justice to the uh, Emergency Response Centre International and the brave people who were working hard day and night to help refugees? Well, I think this is all um, a desperate attempt uh, to crack down on uh, human smuggling. And indeed, um, I think we should put some question marks uh, around some of the things that, that are happening there. Um, now, um, fundamentally, the question is, why do we have all that uh, human smuggling in the in the first place? Mm -hmm. 
uh, and in, in okay, on occasion then human smugglers use aid workers uh, for their uh, purposes. Uh, now, the answer is, of course, easy to uh, respond to. It's because if you are an asylum seeker and you want to request asylum in Europe, there's hardly any other route than to uh, to use human smugglers. So I think that that has to change. Um, for now, the EU's migration policies have not managed to, uh, to improve much uh, on that front. Uh, I think fundamentally we need to look at very different approaches. Uh, the one currently explored by Denmark is actually quite interesting. The idea is that um, there's a deal with a third country where people can go, can apply for asylum. Uh, you would have uh, sort of safe corridors from, um, you know, uh, refugee centers um, in uh, in crisis areas. So uh, people no longer have to use um, human smuggling. Uh, of course, it would also entail that if you illegally enter, then uh, you would be brought to mm -hmm. an offshore um, a processing center. Uh, I know there's a lot of criticism on this. Australia has done it. Uh, it has made mistakes. The conditions there were uh, uh, were, were very bad. Uh, but there were also some successes in the sense that um, the number of drownings uh, from people trying to get into Australia has 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 gone to virtually zero. So. Um, obviously, we have to uh, tackle uh, boats. You know, we have to avoid that people risk their lives uh, and 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 drown at sea or are the victim of mm -hmm. all these gangs. Uh, but also, if they then are uh, welcomed in a reception center, of course, the conditions have to be um, at high standards. They need to get an answer very quickly. They should not be there for uh, okay. for too long. Uh, so yes, I think that's the route to follow. Yogas. Uh, Sarah Mardini, Sean Binder and the other aid workers were traumatized by this experience and by the charges brought about by the, uh, by the, by, by the court. What are the options for them now in the future? Well, they have no option but to continue to fight on against uh, these charges. These charges must be dropped. Uh, the, the Greek authorities must use the opportunity of the, the adjournment of today's uh, um, uh, trial to be tried by high court to simply drop the charges. They don't have much office. And let's let's look at the, the private cost of these people's lives. They are 25, 26 years old. They, they, they face the prospect of spending 25 years in prison, possibly the best years of their life. And they're still in limbo. What options do these people have? They're just put and crushed through a system which doesn't even allow them to come and, and face these, these, uh, these absurd uh, uh, accusations. They'll have to fight. We as Amnesty are going to stand with them all the way because, as I said, this case is simply an example. It's very example of what's going on in Europe. And as far as Greece is concerned, it just goes to show how far the Greek authorities are prepared to go to criminalize uh, uh, aid workers and basically um, keep people off, off the source. And let's not all forget, it's not only about humanitarian aid, this chilling effect towards uh, civil society have other effects. Mm -hmm. There are hardly any uh, uh, independent and uh, observers at the course of Lesbos, at the, 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 the course of Lesbos. And we need we need observers. We need people to, to verify facts and to be there to to offer help. So I do hope that Sarah and Son, I'm sure, are going to, to, to fight on, but we need to fight with them. And I, I, mean, I would like also to say something about I heard about uh, the Danish and the Australian proposals because mm -hmm. it's very pertinent to what has happened in Lesbos. I really don't think that's a good idea. Uh, solving the problem by disappearing asylum seekers out of sight, it's really, it's hardly a solution. Okay. Um, we need to allow access to people, give them a fair procedure, 
and by no means Europe has taken its fair share of asylum seekers and refugees. So the rest, I think, is, is uh, excuses. So migration is the very centre of this particular case, Mariana. Now you have the top EU migration official saying that we need migrants because Europe is ageing and we have to show solidarity. You have the Greek government saying, no, it's about time to clamp on the arrival of migrants and the case of prosecution of those aid workers is a clear uh, message. This divide itself, this disconnect, is it likely to further uh, put more pressure on the migrants trying to reach Europe? Uh, migrants and asylum seekers will continue trying to reach Europe because they're escaping conflict zones. Uh, those two differences uh, between uh, the European Union and uh, Greece, I don't think it's actually a, a real difference because the European Union is fully aware about uh, Greece's uh, tactics and uh, they seem to endorsing them, not publicly, but the fact that uh, they are not stopping Greece from committing international uh, law crimes is quite showing of uh, its approach to uh, migration. Euro mm. The European Union does not want uh, refugees. Peter, one of the biggest problems here is the European stance itself when it comes to uh, welcoming the refugees. And I think the most contentious issue in particular was should every country be obliged to receive some refugees, something which has been dismissed by the Hungarians and by the Polish government. Is this the main reason why this is likely to continue deepening the divide between the European countries about migration? Well, I think it's true that uh, some of the things that we're seeing are the result of uh, public opinion in Europe that is indeed uh, very much against uh, not so much migration and asylum seekers, but I would say disorderly um, migration flows um, and especially the crisis in 2015-2016 has really traumatized public opinion. So that's why I think it's very important for uh, proponents of migration and I include myself among them, especially I think Europe could definitely benefit from uh, skilled uh, migration in, happening in an orderly manner while also obviously uh, welcoming uh, asylum seekers. Uh, I think if you're in favor of that, um, I think you should realize how important it is that it happens in an orderly way. And that's why I, I would like to see a lot more attention for the Danish, for the Australian model, mm -hmm. uh, which are not perfect, uh, absolutely not, and, and definitely should be improved, uh, but uh, are absolutely not um, meant to avoid migration or uh, avoid asylum seekers, mm -hmm. but are meant to make sure it happens in an orderly manner. And this is... Um, I can't stress how important this is. Mm -hmm. And actually, the, the case of going after aid workers, uh, like my colleague said, young workers that uh, do this out of the good of their heart, is, I think, a symptom of how a traumatized public opinion can, can, can uh, engage in desperate measures that are obviously not going to do much to help, border, okay. uh, help with border protection, but, but are, are quite questionable. Uh, Jorgos, we describe the, 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 the prosecution as farcical, but the environment itself in Europe, to what extent it has been conducive to what we're seeing now in Greece? Because when you look at the centre-right, it's embracing the same uh, steps taken by the far-right. The far-right is now on the rise. You have a TV, far-right TV pundit in France, Eric Zemmour, who said that immigration was a threat to the French identity. Is that environment responsible for those actions taken by countries, particularly by the Greek government? 
Well, I think it's clear that there has been a, a shift in some, some sections of the, the public opinion. I still don't think that the public opinion in Europe in general is hostile to migration, though we have to, to of course, be, be pragmatic and see that what happened in 2015 was not all perfect. And uh, uh, the real issue here is how to, to organize a system that is orderly, obviously, doesn't put people uh, uh, at risk, and that will begin by safe and legal routes. So there has to be that option on the table, which I think was mentioned already, it's not on the table. Refugees now and asylum seekers cannot reach Europe in, in a, through safe and legal uh, uh, routes. And what we need to do at the European level is have a system where refugees and migrants can be distributed evenly or fairly among uh, member states. And we must insist that Hungary and the rest who are actually refusing to do so, they should, uh, they should uh, uh, really uh, take in their uh, fair share. Mm -hmm. Again, we are not going to go against this uh, climate of xenophobia or racism by becoming more xenophobic ourselves or approaching uh, uh, the positions that they have been expressed. We really have to stand on ground. We really have to give the voice to, to the people who really uh, want to see migration, who really want to have open uh, society, who are welcoming refugees and migrants and, and uh, not following the trap of uh, uh, shifting our views according to that, because there are also not only human rights obligations that need to be respected, but the things mm -hmm. like core values of humanity at stake here and Europe's heart. Yorgos Kosmopoulos, Mariana Kalakulaki, Peter Klepp, I really appreciate your insight. Thank you. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Mohamed Al-Aishi, Omar Istanbuli, Abdurrahman Warsam, and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Yara Atallah. The program was edited by Anna Savage, Lin Gwyn, and Jody Frias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Friday.